Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. What Jesus did by the shedding of his blood and his finished work on the cross is enough for every person for all time. It is the greatest one-off ever. Join me as I share from Watchman Nee's classic study on the normal Christian life over this range of episodes. How can we remain average if we have truly embraced our salvation? Take a listen, and I pray you will share these with everyone that you can and encourage them to take a listen to one off the reading and the sharing of Watchman Nee's The Normal Christian Life All right, here we go. Chapter 1, Watchman Nee, The Normal Christian Life. We continue. The blood is primarily for God. Listen carefully. The blood is for atonement and has to do first with our standing before God. We need forgiveness for the sins we have committed, lest we come under judgment And they are forgiven, not because God overlooks what we have done, but because He sees the blood. The blood is therefore not primarily for us, but for God. If I want to understand the value of the blood, I must accept God's valuation of it. And if I do not know something of the value set upon the blood by God, I shall never know what its value is for me." It is only as the estimate that God puts upon the blood of Christ is made known to me by His Holy Spirit that I come into the good of it myself and find how precious indeed the blood is to me. But the first aspect of it is Godward. Throughout the Old and New Testaments, The word blood is used in connection with the idea of atonement. I think over a hundred times and throughout it is something for God. In the Old Testament calendar, there is one day that has a great bearing on the matter of our sins, and that day is the day of atonement. Nothing explains this question of sins so clearly as the description of that day. In Leviticus 16, we find that on the day of atonement, the blood was taken from the sin offering and brought into the most holy place and there sprinkled before the Lord seven times. We must be very clear about this. On that day, the sin offering was offered publicly in the court of the tabernacle. Everything was there in full view and could be seen by all. But the Lord commanded that no man should enter the tabernacle itself except the high priest. It was he alone who took the blood and going into the most holy place, sprinkled it there to make atonement before the Lord. Why? Because the high priest was a type of the Lord Jesus in his redemptive work, Hebrews 9, 11, 12. And so in figure, he was the one who did the work. None but he could even draw near to enter in. Moreover, connected with his going in there was but one act, namely the presenting of the blood to God as something he had accepted, something in which he could find satisfaction. It was a transaction between the high priest and God in the sanctuary, away from the eyes of the men who were to benefit by it. The Lord required that. The blood is therefore in the first place, not for ourselves, but for Him. Earlier even than this, there is described in Exodus twelve thirteen. 
the shedding of the blood of the Passover lamb in Egypt for Israel's redemption. This is again, I think, one of the best types in the Old Testament of our redemption. The blood was put on the lintel and on the doorpost, whereas the meat, the flesh of the lamb, was eaten inside the house. And God said, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Here we have another illustration of the fact that the blood was not meant to be presented to man, but to God. For the blood was put on the lintel and on the doorpost, where those feasting inside the house would not see it. Oh, God is satisfied. It is God's holiness, God's righteousness, which demands that a sinless life should be given for man. There is life in the blood, and that blood has to be poured out for me, for my sins. God is the one who requires it to be so. God is the one who demands that the blood be presented in order to satisfy his own righteousness. And it is he who says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The blood of Christ wholly, completely, totally satisfies God. Now I desire to say a word at this point to my younger brethren in the Lord, for it is here that we often get into difficulties. As unbelievers, we may have been wholly untroubled by our conscience until the Word of God began to arouse us. Our conscience was dead, and those with dead consciences are certainly of no use to God. But later, when we believed, our awakened conscience may have become acutely sensitive, and this can constitute a real problem to us. The sense of sin and guilt can become so great, so terrible, as almost to cripple us by causing us to lose sight of the true effectiveness of the blood. It seems to us that our sins are so real and so particular sin may trouble us so many times that we come to the point where to us our sins loom larger than the blood of Christ. Let me read that again, my friends. It seems to us that our sins are so real and some particular sin may trouble us so many times that we come to the point where to us our sins loom larger than the blood of Christ. Now the whole trouble with us is that we are trying to sense it. We are trying to feel its value and to estimate subjectively what the blood is for us. We cannot do it. It does not work that way. The blood is first for God to see. We then have to accept God's valuation of it. In doing so, we shall find our salvation. If instead we try to come to a valuation by way of our feelings, we get nothing. We remain in darkness. No, it is a matter of faith in God's word. We have to believe that the blood is precious to God because he says it is so. 1 Peter 1, 18 19. If God can accept the blood as a payment for our sins and as the price of our redemption, then we can rest assured that the debt has been paid. If God is satisfied with the blood, then the blood must be acceptable. Our valuation of it is only according to His, to God's valuation, neither more nor less. It cannot, of course, be more, but it must not be less. Let us remember that He is holy and He is righteous, and that a holy and righteous God has the right to say that the blood is acceptable in His eyes and has fully satisfied Him. 
Oh, my friends, think about this. Let the slow fire of this truth begin to literally saturate you deep within. If it is enough for God, my friends, come down off your high horse. Come down off of the pride and say, Father, if it is enough for you, it is enough for me. Oh, let us take that which Jesus Christ has done perfectly and let us come into agreement with the value that the Father has placed upon the blood of His Son. And now let's let Holy Spirit apply it deep down within us. Oh, stay with me in this. I can't wait for the next episode. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.